You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast, and I'm your host, Adam Rosen. This is episode 72. In today's episode, I'm going to continue to move up the body. Um, You know, when I see people in the office predominantly for knee problems, patients also have other problems and complaints. And one of the more common things that I do get asked to look at are painful shoulders. Um, So if you look at data, there's about 2 million doctor visits per year in the United States for shoulder pain alone. So it's very common. You can have arthritis. Another common complaint, though, and a common issue or diagnosis is rotator cuff problems. So you can have rotator cuff tears. Now, so what is the rotator cuff and what is the shoulder joint? When we talk about the hip, we're talking about a a more deep ball and socket, you know, make a fist with your right hand, wrap your entire left hand around that. You know, the socket is deep for the hip. It's a very, very stable joint. If you think about the shoulder, though, think about it more as if a golf ball was sitting on top of a golf tee. So it's a much shallower socket. Uh, And holding that ball in that shallow socket are a number of muscles. There's a lot of other structures, too. um, But the four rotator cuff muscles that I'm referring to are what's called the supraspinatus on top, the subscapularis in the front, and in the back, the infraspinatus and teres minor. And what these rotator cuff muscles do is help move the shoulder, help initiate some motion, and also help stabilize the shoulder. Because if they're torn um, or degenerative or weak, that shoulder may not sit as well, what we call concentrically, in the socket, and that can lead to other problems. Now, you can have an acute rupture. Um, So this is somebody falls or somebody's lifting an extremely heavy object, something turns or twists their arm very violently, And that can rip one of these tendons right off of the bone. Or more frequently, what I see in my practice are more degenerative tears, where these tears are slowly deteriorating over time. It's this wear and tear phenomenon. And also when we talk about these tears, we're talking about whether or not they're partial tears or full thickness tears. So if somebody comes in with a partial tear, they may have pain, and they may have tenderness, and they may have weakness, but the, the shoulder joint when you examine that particular muscle it still works. Where when they have a full thickness tear, they can't move the arm at all. Um, Even if they want to, there's no muscle attached to the bone to help it move in that direction. And you don't always have to tear just one tendon or all of them. Uh, Most commonly, the supraspinatus is the most commonly one torn, but you can tear more than one tendon at a time. So if you have a rotator cuff problem, you know, what symptoms might you have? Well, you're going to have pain. Um, sometimes this is pain at rest. It can be pain with activity. You might have a feeling of weakness or it actually is weak. You just can't lift things like you used to. A lot of patients, especially if they have a rotator cuff tear and they like to sleep on their side, if it's the same shoulder on the side that they sleep on, we'll say that they have pain laying on that side at night. And one of the other common things that I see is Below the shoulder, you know, if you put your hand over your shoulder joint, kind of below your hand, there's a little divot or a soft spot, and that's where another major muscle called the deltoid muscle inserts. So if the rotator cuff muscles are weak, 
a lot of people will actually come in point more the the middle of their arm or the kind of top third of their arm where that deltoid muscle attaches because the deltoid's working extra hard to pull the arm and move the shoulder around because the other muscles aren't working. Now, what if you do have shoulder pain and what if you think you have a rotator cuff tear? So what do you do? Um, well, you know, talk to your doctor. That's always important to make sure that there's nothing else going on. Um, and they're going to take a history and listen to what you did and how long you've had symptoms, you know, all the normal things that we're going to ask. And then most importantly, they're going to do a physical exam. They're going to look at your skin, look at the muscle definition. They're going to have you move the arm and test the motor strength and feel and palpate and see, you know, where you hurt because you can have trouble with your biceps. You could have arthritis. You could have arthritis of the what's called the AC joint. You could have a neck problem that's referring pain into the shoulder joint. So there's a lot of other things that can be the cause of shoulder pain, and they're going to help differentiate you know, what those symptoms are and where the actual pain is coming from. And then most likely, they're going to get an x-ray because we have to take a look and see, do you have arthritis? You know, Is there other changes with the bone? Sometimes what we see if the rotator cuff tear has been present for a long time is arthritis, but also a, what's called a high-riding head, where the head actually sits up higher than that cup that we talked about called the glenoid, uh, and it, it can ride on the bottom of another bone of your shoulder joint called the acromion, so it can start wearing in different areas. And then people always want to know about an MRI. What about the MRI? You know, And again, just like the knee, an MRI is not always important. You know, If you see someone and you have pain and you have end-stage arthritis, you know, the rotator cuff usually is not an issue. In some instances, depending on a certain surgery, you know, they may get an, an MRI or an ultrasound to assess the cuff if you're leaning towards surgery, depending on um, what surgery they might do. But for the most part, the exam and the x-rays are really helpful and really help make the diagnosis. Okay, so let's say that you do have a rotator cuff tear. Well, what do you do? Um, well, for starters, usually a period of rest is helpful. You don't want to rest it for too long, um, and sometimes what can happen with people with shoulder problems is if they rest it and don't use it for a while, they can get what's called adhesive capsulitis, or what most people refer to as frozen shoulder, and the, the joint can get very stiff. But a short period of rest can be helpful. And then also, a look at what you're doing or how you're doing it. So sometimes a change in activity may actually alleviate the symptoms. And if you still have pain and symptoms, anti-inflammatory. So these I've talked about in my other... Um, in my other episodes. And again, important to talk to your doctor and make sure that these are safe for you, that you don't have kidney problems, that you don't have heart disease, that you're not on a blood thinner. Um, but some of the anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen, brand names Motrin and Advil, naproxen, brand name Aleve. Um, some people still like aspirin, um, which works as a good one. And occasionally, you know, if you've done pills and they haven't helped, or maybe you can't tolerate pills, uh, sometimes you'll get an anti-inflammatory in an injection form, and the, the doctor will do a cortisone injection into your shoulder joint. The next most important thing is exercise. So a lot of patients I start at home with what's called a home exercise program, and these are exercises that are specifically targeted for the shoulder muscles and the rotator cuff muscles. Um, there's a really good uh, handout, and I will put the link in the show notes uh, from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgery, uh, and this is a great handout that goes over a number of home exercises that you can do at home for your shoulder. And sometimes patients may do that and not progress or they're unable to do it on their own. And then we can prescribe formal physical therapy where you'll go and work with a physical therapist and do exercises with them. Now, should all of these things fail, sometimes surgery is indicated. And it's 
not as black and white to say, you know, if you have this, have surgery or not. You know, so some people have surgery for partial tear. Some people have surgery for complete tears. You know, some people have tears but have arthritis and need other surgeries like joint replacement surgery. So the surgery is going to be a decision and discussion that you'll have to have with your doctor based on if you have a rotator cuff tear, if you have arthritis, where the rotator cuff tear is, how bad it is, how many tendons are involved, and what has been your response to the non-surgical treatments that you should always try first. Um, And all of these goals, you know, are to improve your pain and improve your function. So, you know, I hope this gives you a nice brief overview of the rotator cuff shoulder pain, you know, things that you might see as far as symptoms, uh, treatments, and also, again, I'll put in the show notes a bunch of home exercises that you can start doing that may help improve your shoulder pain and improve the strength and function and quality. Um, otherwise, you know, talk to your doctor, get an exam, get x-rays, get a firm diagnosis if these symptoms continue to bother you. So thanks again for listening. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to Your Knee, Your Health. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, Stay safe.